Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels. Let's be friends. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome in to another edition of Talk of Champions. We are your hosts, Zach Barry and Ben Garrett, part of Olma Spirit, OmSpirit.com, part of On3.com. Uh, feeling, Ben, I'll be honest, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. You, you're letting me kind of lead these things as of late. So uh, I feel like you uh, we're in the nest for sure now. Like you trust me to uh, to run a podcast. This is This is good. First, let it be known. I have always trusted one Zach Berry. However, <laughs> it kind of breaks up the monotony. We do one of these almost every single day, and I lead them typically, and it's just nice to kind of flip the script a little bit because now I don't know what's coming, and and I'm kind of putting myself in your shoes and Bradley Sal's shoes and Kentrell Lockett's shoes. All the people that have done shows with me forever, they're used to my insanity and my ranting and raving, and so it's nice for other people to just throw my stupidity back in my face. Yeah, it's good. Like this is more of an organic response where you you don't know what's coming because I'm literally leading everything and asking the questions and correct bring bringing up the talking points. So yeah, it's a little more fun. Um, yeah. I, before we get to basketball, I'll tell you what. What also you know you mentioned that you trust me. What can't be trusted Uh-oh. is comfort in. Oh no, man. Uh, now I I didn't want to say anything. But, my but good I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it got to the point where we were both on the same page. Um, but my good buddy Joseph Hastings of, of On3 covers Alabama. little throwback action. little uh, little, uh, little, little, little sleepover action in the hotel. You know, split the hotel bill so it was a little cheaper, save some money for the company. Uh, so he booked a Comfort Inn in Atlanta. And uh, I got there first, um, posted up in the lobby, was doing some work, watching some basketball. Uh, then I went to meet, um, a couple family members for dinner and, uh, he gets in and I wasn't going to say anything and I'm a Hilton guy. We've talked about this. Uh, so I'm always looking for a Hilton. He gets there and he starts texting me and he's like, dude, 
this place is shady. I don't like it. And uh, I was like, ah, you know, I'm sure it's fine. Like, you, you know, I just, you know, need somewhere to lay my head. Like, that's it. And then he keeps texting me and he's like, oh, well, I still haven't checked in yet. <laughs> Nobody's up here. And he's like, there's a lot of shady characters in this in this lobby. So like an hour goes by, you know, at this point, I'm like, if 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 Joseph wants to stay there, cool. If he wants to go somewhere else, that's fine. Because, you know, he had he had booked it. So like I was just letting him deal with it because, you know, it's, we're not going to get into the minutia of expense reports. But so about an hour later, he sends me a picture and he says, I'm pretty sure this is cocaine. And it was in the lobby. There was a seat that on like the arm of the seat. There was what looked what appeared to be cocaine. Somebody was uh, swimming uh, in the White River. Somebody was hitting the slopes, getting ready for, uh, you know, I don't know what you do on a Saturday in Atlanta. But yeah, so like when Flash Gordon and Ted looks at uh, Mark Wahlberg and Ted and says, hey, you guys party and taps his nose, ready to dust the powder. <sighs> Yeah, a little, little nose candy in the uh, in the lobby while they're getting the free orange juice out of the dispenser. Um, yeah, I made the joke. I was like, well, did you smell it? But anyway, all right, so basketball. Um, while I was in Atlanta, it was at a, uh, a, a, a nice establishment. It wasn't really my scene. I was waiting on um, after I had dinner. After y'all uh, snorted the chair coke. Yeah, <laughs> chair, chair coke. That'd be a good band name. Chair Coke. Um, That's actually really good. um, And all you got to do is like have an off-balance chair as your logo. Be awesome. Yeah. LeBron's powder cloud that he does pregame. Or like some ski poles leaned up against it. So I I was meeting up. But I'm glad we did. (laughs) I was meeting up with an an old J school buddy. um, And we were at this, you know, kind of like a mess hall type setup where it's like a big open air they got a lot of outdoor seating, got a couple bars, you know, different food options. So I'm just chilling in there. And then I look up and the Ole Miss LSU basketball game was on. There you go. And I was like, oh, I f- forgot they were playing. Never Box a good thing team. when uh, the calendar is about to turn to March that you would get your basketball teams playing. <laughs> yeah, not great. Um, not great. But, hey, uh, you know, big win for the Rebs. I mean, LSU is not good at all. It was the two worst teams in the league. Um, but they whipped them. So, um, turning the page, I guess, back to the coaching search, because we've already talked about it. So, yeah, you, if you if you turn in your textbooks to the uh, first chapter, where do you think things are right now, um, if they've changed at all? In a holding pattern. That's where I think things are. And a lot of noise, but not enough that you take much of anything particularly seriously yet. We know that Will Wade wants the job. We know that Chris Beard's interested in the job. Ole Miss is interested in him. But it just doesn't feel like from the myriad conversations that all of us are having because we talk to each other after we have these conversations and the consensus we're getting is what? That they're not going to – or that Keith's not going to hire either of those guys. So then that brings you to, okay, well, who are they talking to? Well, we know Steve Forbes is interested in a contract reset. There is conflicting information about whether or not Chris Holtman – is in for a contract reset, but I do know there's some family connections to Mississippi with him. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think his public statement where he was asked, I think in a post game presser about his future at Ohio state, just saying, uh, are you wanting to stay at Ohio state? And he said, of course I want to stay at Ohio state. My takeaway wasn't, Oh, he confirmed he's sticking at Ohio state. I don't think that that meant really anything. I still think that what we knew about Chris Holtman is true today as it was true last week, that, there is mutual interest there. 
there has at least been um, a little bit of gauging of whether or not he's seriously wanting to consider a contract reset. Also, what else is he going to say in a press right. conference that is run right. by Ohio State after a game? Right. Like, come on. Yeah. Sure, you know, both both things can be true, but, yeah, I mean, he's not just going to say, well, I don't know, I'm just keeping my options open. Like, I do I think know. that if there's one thing that has changed, yes, if there's anything that's changed, I don't know if it's necessarily changed because it might not have been this way to begin with. Like Keith might not have, or maybe Dusty May's potential candidacy was a little bit over overblown to start. Um, there's an obvious connection there. It's kind of like an easy one to, to name to a hot board because Dusty May, because of the Ole Miss connections, was going to be connected to Ole Miss, and I still think he is. But if there was ever like true momentum, I think a lot of Ole Miss, the Ole Miss online community, kind of ran with the idea that, oh, well, they're not going to hire Chris Beard. They're not going to hire Will Wade. They're just going to hire Dusty May, a good old boy hire, you know, nothing inspiring. I don't think that's necessarily the case. If anything, Dusty May, I'm just not hearing much. And that could mean that it went silent because they already hired him. I don't know. But I'm just, as far as rumors and all the fun stuff we like to kind of debate and talk about online, as far as they're concerned, uh, I just mm. don't hear a lot of Dusty May stuff right now. It can be a little bit two sides to the story here where, sure, they could be far down the line. In some negotiations, who knows? Um, it could also be, hey man, FAU's in, in the middle of a a hell of a year, and he's got an you know an opportunity at Ole Miss potentially, but he also has an obligation to be the head coach at FAU and coach his players and try to prepare them for the NCAA tournament. So, and look, I'm not, you're not, our listeners are not. No one's naive enough to think like, oh, no, 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 he's got the blinders on. He's not talking to anybody. Like, no. Agents talk. Coaches will talk here and there. But, yeah, I think both can be true. Like, sure, he's showing some interest. He might have had some conversations. His agent might have had some conversations. But I think he's also trying to prepare his team for the Conference USA tournament and trying to get ready for a run in the NCAA tournament. What we do know is that Ole Miss has real interest in – Definitely Chris Holtman. And I've heard a little bit of Chris Mack. I don't know how much I believe it, but that's just the name this week that I've heard enough about that I had to mention it. And then Chris Beard's an interesting one because of the obvious that's fit. That's a word for it. Will Wade, I mean, from all accounts, we all know it's the set. same people. Bill Armstrong, for example, yeah. was a former Ole Miss staffer. We've got previous relationships, and he was on Will Wade's staff. We have previous relationships you know, around Will Wade. All of us do. And – Effectively, all you're hearing is, man, yeah, Will would take that job. The proverbial smoke is bellowing that he essentially is like, I want the job. Dude, well, you know where Bill is now, right? He's a, the head coach at some school in the Midwest or something. Uh, he no, is the, the head coach. No, 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 you're right. He's the head coach at Link Academy, which I know. You, you guessed it. Lots of really good basketball players are there. Crazy so, how that works. Crazy. I think I said it last week. I think the two best candidates are unemployed and I think they are gettable. And I think that it would be foolish to not at least interview and try to make a run. But that's never been up for debate. We all agree in that way. Well, no, no, I mean, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just reiterating like. Sure, they have to be interested. They have to take your interview. They have to, you know, you have to have those conversations, but. Yeah, Chris Holtman, sitting head coach at Ohio State. Great coach. Phenomenal resume. Tough scene this year, but that doesn't matter. You look at the full body work, great coach. 
Um, Dusty May having a banner year for FAU, miles and miles and miles better than any year that they've ever had in that program's history. Um, great head coach, young, well-respected, X's and O's guy. Um, and then you've got, um, you know, some of the other mid-majors that we have on the hot board. I mean, but for me, you have two guys that are, I mean, I guess Will Wade does a podcast, so I guess he's sitting at home, but he's still, you know, quasi-working. Um, and then, you know, him and Chris Mack, two of the more well-respected names in the business, elite recruiters, really good on the whiteboard, can really coach. They play a brand of basketball that's exciting that players want to play for, as evidenced by their, you know, their track record on the recruiting trail. And I think both are more than capable of putting together a very good to elite staff, which is it's true in all sports, but basketball, especially like those are the guys that are doing the grunt work on the recruiting trail and you know, trying to get you those elite players. Um yeah, man, I, I think that's where if I'm Keith Carter, like that's where I'm starting if I haven't already, which I, I know he has, but, um, but yeah, I, I understand the doing your due diligence, talking to everyone, wanting to respect coaches that are, Hey, like, you know, Hey, I'll talk to you, but I'm in the middle of the season right now. Um, but if you're Ole Miss, I mean, you, I mean, what's your take on this, Ben? I know you want to, you know, quote, get it right, obviously, but you don't want to wait for other jobs to potentially open and those people to start talking to certain coaches, you know, namely the unemployed ones that are really good candidates. They're already Where talking you- right now. They're already talking. If Ole Miss was going to be really out in front of it, there would be pretty much an agreement already in place. I mean, the last regular season game is at the end of this week. So yeah, it, I mean, it would gotta- be within days of that being over or the SEC tournament being over maybe. But even then, I don't think Ole Miss would necessarily wait. Winning that game against LSU and what Win Case said about Kermit and what Kermit has been saying to recruits and reaching out to him saying still good Ole Miss and how much love he has for this place and all that kind of stuff. I know it's it's eye rolling, especially when you're like, dude, you've only won seven SEC games or six SEC games in two years. But the dude cared and those players are playing for him. And Josh Hubbard being released as an LI is a good example of there's gonna be something that's painful here. As much as you're just ready to move on. There's going to be some pain. I mean, Josh Hubbard was – say what you want about high school recruiting under Kermit. You'd maybe said, ah, well, he'd just been like T.J. Caldwell or Austin Crowley or whoever because Kermit couldn't develop it. And that's probably fair. He did mention to Joe Tipton of on three that Ole Miss is still an option. Well, they all say that when they decommit. But how many of them recommit? I know Jerry Ely did. But I can't really well, – I mean, I can count on one hand. You know why he decommitted. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I can count on one hand how many guys decommit and then recommit. But look, how about this? And this is, you know, hypothetical because I don't know. I'm not in Will Wade's head or Chris Mack's head. I'd imagine that those two guys would still talk to Josh Hubbard. I don't know. I think whoever Ole Miss hires is going to look at their current commit list. It's standard practice, but the point is – Is he going to go to Seton Hall? No, I figured go to State. Go Pirates? But while there's going to be pain, that's part of it. I mean, if you're trying to come out of it, and there are still human beings that are actually – going through this, like playing games while everyone else is checked out, focused on the future. There are kids there. I mean, not kids, they're, they're men, young men over there at the pavilion or at the practice center, the Tui practice center, busting their asses trying to win a game. Tonight is senior night. It was really cool 
Because Wynn Case is just a tremendous dude, like the most positive person you'll ever meet. And to have Wynn, who's long wanted this an opportunity to coach at this high of a level, he's been accomplished, you know, at lower levels. He gets to coach a team under terrible circumstances, but they beat the brakes off that team. And yes, LSU is terrible, but Ole Miss is terrible too. And Ole Miss beat the crap out of that team. So it was a cool, inspired effort. And, and it was nice to hear all the, the cool things that Kermit's doing. I mean, he's not leaving with two birds up like Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know. He's actually <laughs> doing right by Ole Miss. And you wish nothing but the best for him. But now where, where do you go if you're Ole Miss? And there is a little bit of movement as far as we know in terms of Dusty May candidates like that who would have to take a step up to potentially take this job. I, I think Keith – from the rumblings that are out there when you hear about Chris Beard or Holtzman or Mac, you hear any of these names, those are established guys. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a profile that that Keith has in mind. Is Ole Miss's next head coach, next basketball head coach, employed right now or unemployed? I'm still sticking with unemployed. Okay. So we're saying Chris Mack, Chris Will Beard, Wade. Will Wade. Look, I we don't know – I mean, you know him better than me, but Keith is not going to tell you what he's doing, obviously. But when you've got national guys who know everybody, like, is it Jeff Goodman or John Goodman? It's Jeff Goodman. I could tell that the wheels were turning in your brain there, trying to remember. (laughs) It was kind of a joke because I know who John Goodman is. But, yeah, when Jeff Goodman is reporting that Will Wade is very interested in the job, I tend to believe Mr. Goodman because he's very Will good Wade at his job. told Jeff Goodman that. Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> hey, man, put it these, out there. I'd definitely take that job. These coaches have mouthpieces. Like Chris Lowe is is Lane yeah. Kiffin's buddy. So yeah, I mean that was always on the table. It's like, hey, he's unemployed. He ain't got nothing to do. He's a hell of a coach. One big at LSU. Recruited well. Makes a ton of sense for Ole Miss to go get him. And then. When Jeff Goodman tweets that, then you're like, okay, all right. It's it's more than just pie in the sky. We're throwing him on a hot board like it's very real. So, Well, I want people to understand, though, when we put a hot board up, it's not pie in the sky. You don't just pull names out of your ass. There's a reason why those names are those names, that the names on the list are those names. It's because you've heard those names in circles because of who we talk to. I mean, I think Will Wade would be a home run. And I know Ole Miss, oh, fans, are, Ole Miss, Ole Miss fans are just expecting the worst. That's just like the Ole Miss way for whatever reason. Well, first of all, they have every reason to in basketball because that's the way it's been for 100 years. Yeah, basketball especially, like, I, I kind of get it. But, again, we go back to what we talked about last week with Keith and the emphasis on getting this right. But not only that, like, this is his, like, he probably wouldn't say it out loud in public. But, I mean, this is his baby. Like, of course he cares about football because that's the big revenue sport. He cares about baseball because Ole Miss is an elite baseball program. But he played basketball at Ole Miss. He's a basketball guy. Yeah, this is the pride sport for him. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, he wanted – The resume job. Obviously, he wants Kermit and them to win because that's, that's that's his guy. Like, that's who works for him. But he wants Ole Miss to be successful in basketball because it means something to him. Like, it's personal. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. 
Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. And Ole Miss fans, Morgan Wallen is bringing his One Night at a Time tour to Bought Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights are still available and start at just $78. To purchase, visit MorganWallen.com. That's MorganWallen.com. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. At this point, like, sure, there are some question marks out there. There's still some unknowns about the NCAA, but I'm, I've been very outspoken about how I feel about that and how I think it's kind of ridiculous. Like the NCAA is just, they've been neutered. They tried to flex their muscle a couple of weeks ago with, with Tony Vitello in Tennessee. And, you know, well, we, you know, we got to hold on. We got to look at this and make sure this kid from Kansas is, we need to look through all the, all the notes here and make sure he's no like, dude, just let the kid play baseball. Well, what are they going to do? I mean, at this point, if, even if they said we are the NCAA, if you play him, all your wins will be forfeited or you're going to get in trouble by us. Okay. What does that even mean? 
I mean, it's to this point, like it's it's almost as dumb as like when they're like, well, you know, I was talking to some some buddies yesterday about Memphis basketball. And one of the guys made a joke about when was the last time they were in the final four, you know, being very tongue in cheek about it. And it's like, okay, like I get the joke, but it doesn't matter if it was vacated. That team went to the final four. They went to the national yeah. championship game. Like Ole Miss we're not sugar bowl in 2016 was vacated. And I was talking to, to an assistant principal at my daughter's school the other day. And he was like, yeah, I was there. I said, Oh, exactly. You were there. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. We saw it. I saw Laramie catch a touchdown. Also, Rashad Marshall, the four-star forward, has been released of his NLI um, along with Josh Hubbard. So there's going to be some pain. I mean, this was a good class, but I would argue Ole Miss basketball. I've said this before. If you look at the recruiting on paper, Kermit has been the most successful of any coach in terms of recruiting rankings and star rankings. But developing those players proved inadequate at best (laughs) and disastrous at worst. Actually, the, where these players like in Austin Crowley are doing their best work is elsewhere under other coaches. So that's a problem. But I think philosophically Ole Miss as a university and as a program needs to be less focused on high school players and just completely committed to the portal. And that might not seem sustainable, but Ole Miss basketball hasn't been sustainable for 100 years. So if year mm-hmm. to year you're completely turning your roster over, which is effectively what Kermit was doing, but with high school players and select transfers about this next coach builds a, a roster of 13 players all of them transfers maybe one freshman because Rashad Marshall or I like I love Josh Hubbard I think that kid's going to be a stud but with where Ole Miss was Josh Hubbard was going to be more of the same Austin Crowley was supposed to be a stud Sean Robinson was supposed to be a stud it's recency bias and it's painful now because man I really wanted Josh Hubbard says the Ole Miss fan reading that he was released of his NLI. Man, I really wanted Rashad Marshall. Those are two four-stars. Yes, on paper, four-stars sound great. But you have four-stars starting in your lineup right now. Matthew Morell is a four-star. Deshaun Ruffin, who isn't a part of Ole Miss basketball right now, was a McDonald's All-American. The problem hasn't been the stars. No. The problem has been development. And philosophically, Ole Miss needs to be a higher gun school for basketball. Lane Kiffin was a higher gun, and he's been – I mean, we're disappointed after an eight-win season for Lane Kiffin. We would have killed for that, that kind of consistency. In 2010 or whatever, 12 it was, when Ole Miss lost 10 games, you thought you'd finally gotten that kind of consistency with Houston Nutton back-to-back cotton bowls. First time in 50 years. With basketball, it's okay to be the higher gun school. For players, be the second stop. Lane Kiffin's embraced it. He didn't even really play high school, guys. I was writing that wide receiver position preview for the Ole Miss Spirit, which is the site we write for. I'm talking about all the transfers that are going to make up the bulk of the wide receiver room, like who we're going to talk about. It's all transfers. Jordan Watkins, uh, Chris Marshall, Trey Harris, uh, Dayton Wade. It's transfers. And then you look at who's on the roster. Braylon Brown was a four-star. J.J. Henry was a four-star. Brandon Buckhalter was a coveted in-state kid. Ole Miss can be the hired gun school. Lane Kiffin does not really play high school players all that much. you got to be special, special. Like Quinshawn Judkins' single-season school record special. Mm-hmm. We think Aiden Williams could be that special, but maybe he's Braylon Brown. But Ole Miss has gotten consistent success, on-field success, as far as the record. Consistent success that I hadn't seen by that approach through Lane Kiffin. So he's shown that it can work. 
Now there are frustrations about, well, how do you take the next step with it? How do you find that nice, happy medium where you could then go and be that consistent winner and actually win at a high level, not lose five of your last six? Same thing with basketball. But the overall philosophy has to be, be the higher gun school. And that's where Kermit, ultimately, where it cost him his job. As much as he said he was emphasizing it, did he really? Or if he did, then I would say adding four redundant fours last year, they can't shoot from three, shows an antiquated perspective on the portal. And if that's what your philosophy is, that I need to go get those kind of players to win, well, then we have a real philosophical problem, which Ole Miss did. They only won six SEC games in the last two years under Kermit. Ole Miss was not fun. They didn't go fast. Whoever it is, it'll be portal heavy. And Will Wade fits that perfectly. Chris Beard fits that perfectly. Because they can go with an Ole Miss on their chest into any home of a second-chance player, and immediately that player knows who they are. Mm-hmm. That stuff matters right now. Now, the next thing the player is going to say is, okay, well, what can you give me? How much money can I make through NIL? But to be honest with you, Kermit did good enough with about a $2 million NIL budget. I'm wondering if a Chris Beard or a Will Wade could take that NIL budget, one of the worst in the SEC, but manageable and take it to another level because of who they are. We mentioned the connection with Bill Armstrong and Link Academy. And I mean, you go and look in the database and I mean, they have blue chip guys left and right. 24 class, 25 class. Um, they have plenty of talent that I'd imagine that Will Wade and Bill Armstrong are still pretty close and they would probably help each other out there. When you're trying to rebuild a roster quickly, it's good to have those type of people in your corner. So, I mean, that's just seems like a layup there where it's like, man, like that's, you know, how how quick and easy would that be to just, hey, we're going to hire a guy that's a proven winner, won an SEC title and recruited at a high level at LSU. Now we're going to bring him into Ole Miss. And, oh, by the way, he knows this guy that coaches a bunch of studs at a prep school again Uh, though we've said all this we've said all of this on the podcast before i mean it's falling on deaf ears i mean we're we're trying to preach to the choir here i mean old miss fans agree so what do we actually know we know that there's not a lot of momentum like what's changed from last week they want an update on the search what's changed since friday when all the news broke and the stuff happened the first hot board rolled out well i would move dusty may down I don't think that he's getting a lot of run right now. He could heat up tomorrow, heat up the next day. Agreement could come quickly. I feel like Keith is focusing on a particular profile. I could be completely wrong. That's the read I get from people I've talked to for 10 years doing this. Is He's looking for somebody who's done it, been there. Well, Kermit had done it, Ben. Why don't you go hire an upside? I don't know. You, you, that's a valid question. That I mean, we could – talk philosophically about what Ole Miss needs. I want a coach that has name cachet when he steps in the transfer portal and says, hey, come to second chance you at Ole Miss. So it hurts that you lose Josh Hubbard. It hurts that you lose Rashad Marshall. But, okay. I mean, Ole Miss has lost Josh Hubbard's and Rashad Marshall's since the end of time. When Andy Kennedy lost Johnny O'Brien, what did he do? He went and just started signing all foreign players. Now the portal is here and all you need is money. But the coach has got to have some name cachet because it's a very competitive market. And if Johnny come lately, walks into a lot, Jim, he's got to he's got to throw a, a parade for himself, you know, to get attention from prospects and coaches. Well, not coaches, but you know what I'm saying. 
But if if a Chris Beard walked in with Ole Miss on his chest, kid immediately knows like, oh shit, Chris Beard just walked in. Does a kid say that about Dusty May? Probably not. Could he grow into that? Sure. But is Ole Miss in a place where it should be waiting for a Dusty May or whoever to grow into that? I don't. I don't necessarily think so. How was Atlanta, by the way, other than Comfort Inn? The camp was great. Under Armour probably puts on the best event. Um, now we'll get to uh, get my first crack at the uh, OT7 um, next month in Austin. Um, so I'm excited to get down there and see that because, I mean, I've seen videos, I've seen pictures of that production, and it looks it, – it honestly looks like a seven-on-seven tournament and Coachella had a baby. Um, just a lot of extravagant – set up and they got huge jumbotrons everywhere. They got somebody on the mic, like emceeing and like doing each game. Um, but Under Armour does a phenomenal job. And dude, Carrollton high school. I mean, I was there, I was talking with a good buddy um, uh, in the industry who was a uh, player personnel guy for a long time in the biz, worked at several power five schools Um Dude, we walked in, they had the whole event in their indoor practice facility. And he looked at me when we walked in, he was like, dude, this is a nicer indoor than I, than we had at Washington. Jeez. Um, I mean, a full field, 100 yard field indoor. Um, the high school itself looked like a small college. It was, I mean, I, that's what you get, Ben, when you're the only show in town and you get all the taxpayer money. Um, the campus was, I mean, just, ridiculously nice but uh the camp was great um again indoors lighting wasn't particularly great for pictures but um it was they do a nice job of helping the media out where when each session is over um craig hobbert and the rest of the guys at under armor and espn make sure to remind all of the prospects like hey we've got you know 65 media members here you know, help them out, give them some of your time, talk to them. So um, it was great. Talked to a ton of kids. Got to see a lot of uh, very talented guys. Mississippi dudes put on a show. Um, Jamonte Waller was probably the the leader in that category. Um, and for a guy that is a linebacker, and barring him hitting a growth spurt and getting taller, um, I think that is his position at the next level, um, held his own in one-on-ones. It's, you know, it, it it's a, a drill designed for edge guys, you know, going up against some of the best offensive linemen in the country. And there was some, there were some Coke machines out there. I mean, there were some guys that absolutely looked the part and, you know, followed through and, and performed well, but, uh, quick first step, really well built lower half. So he was able to get underneath some guys and, and, use some of his quickness. Um, he showed out. I heard lots of scouts and, and other recruiting guys there that were impressed with him. Uh, Chris Davis, running back out of Picayune, teammate of Jamonte Waller, um, was was lights out in running back drills. Um, really showcased his ability to receive the football. Um, you know, I was kind of all over the place trying to see everybody. Saw a good bit of him, but I know there were some guys that were there watching the entire running back session, and they said that he was just uncoverable. Uh, Charles Power, the uh, director of scouting and rankings at On3, told me as, as much. He said he just he just got open. Um, 
a lot bigger in person. Uh, he he said that he's 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 no longer playing baseball, so he's been in the weight room, been um, trying to take a little more of an, a mature approach to his nutrition, um, eating a little better, and um, it showed a lot more. Uh, I I have to ask him to get a more accurate height and weight. I think he's a lot bigger than 165 now, um, but speed was not sacrificed in getting a little weight. Was still able to create separation. Uh, and then, I mean, you had some of the uh, some of the other Mississippi guys that I think um, helped themselves out. Um, if you go to uh, omspirit.com, part of on three, you can see that I've got a ton of content up. Um, <clears throat> guys like Tristan Jernigan from Tupelo was there. He uh, performed extremely well, moved moved exceptionally well for guys over 200 pounds. And then uh, Cannon Daniels, you talked to him when he was at the junior day. He said he really liked the culture at Ole Miss. Him and Coach Neighbors uh, created a a pretty good relationship early on after he was hired. Um, he says Ole Miss is recruiting him as a two-way guy. He says they're the only school recruiting him as a two-way guy. Um, he performed well. And then uh, Terrence Hibbler, uh, the kid out of Holmes uh, County Central, really, really strong. Um, kind of did a little bit of outside and inside. Went up against some of the best guards in uh, the Southeast and held his own. And then um, I guess wrapping up some of the 20, uh, or I guess the Mississippi guys, 2025 prospect, um, Jarkobi Hobson out of Lake Comrade um, was, was outstanding. Um, got an invite to the future 50 event. Very easy um, to, uh, for, to, to see that he earned it. Um, he was a guy that really flashed when you watch drills um, spoke a lot about his relationship with Pete Golding and um, how he's been recruiting him. He's uh, obviously teammates with Camarion Franklin at Lake Comrade, which Camarion Franklin wasn't there. Um, probably the the two notable guys that didn't show with Camarion Franklin and uh, Norrell White, both of them did not show up for the camp. Um, but Hobson was, was every bit as good as you've heard. And then um, uh, a guy that... Um, that I was told to make sure that I spoke with and other guys in the, uh, in the industry said that he was high on Ole Miss every time that they talked to him. But Jeremiah Beeman at a Parker high school in Alabama, um, he told me he's definitely going to get up to Ole Miss. Uh, he's being recruited extremely hard. He's a defensive lineman. Um, he showed out in the uh, one-on-one session. It was a, uh, it was good. It was a, it was a I mean, the combination of, overall talent that was there i had i heard several guys say that it was probably one of the better events that they've seen from a talent perspective but just the it goes such a long way when an event is well run i mean you you got there you walk up you check in as a media member they give you a roster they even gave you a qr code that was like a live roster when guys were checking in because obviously not everybody's going to make the trip and you're looking at a sheet of you know a roster of you know 160 names and you're having to find, okay, this guy's number 29. Who is he? And you're looking. Um, so a lot of times those rosters can be incorrect because guys have either changed numbers or you know, somebody didn't show up. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was uh it was a it was a really fun event, a lot of content, more coming. I've I've got a dozen more interviews to to transcribe, but um we've talked about him on the board and he's gonna be in town in a couple weeks. Um 2025 quarterback Antoine Hill out of Houston County High School in Georgia. 
very high on Ole Miss. Um, I think that it's probably uh, he's probably got a leg up on Emil Picarella, but those are the two quarterbacks to know in 2025. Uh, Antoine Hill was was outstanding in the setting. He was um, extremely accurate, had some good velo on his ball, had some good touch when they were running some deep routes. Um, but for a guy like him, that's probably he performed really well, but that setting is probably not best for his skill set because he can move around and create outside the pocket when things break down. So you see more of that in a game setting or a seven on seven setting. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a name to know. He will be in town alongside um, DeMond Williams, the 2024 Ole Miss commit. And then, uh, oh, Caleb Odom. That was another guy that wasn't there, um, which it was, <laughs> it was his high school and he still didn't show up. Uh, he had played in a basketball game the night before and I think was just sleeping in and taking it easy. But probably, My guy said, I'm tired. I'm not going. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Probably. Uh, Good for probably, him. Yeah, probably Ole Miss's number one tight end target, um, which, well, I say that, but um, I think they're recruiting him as a, as a wide receiver. Um, I had someone tell me that they believe that he could be the next Drake London type talent. Um, big, physical, you know, probably looks more like a you know an X tight end but can get out in space and create mismatches with his size and his leaping ability um so that was a bummer didn't get to see him but he will be in town with Antoine Hill and Demond Williams um at the end of the month so uh really fun event um there were a ton of Mississippi guys there like I said I'll have more content coming in the next coming uh the next few days but um, yeah, it was uh, again, just um, Under Armour has it down to a science at this point. They put on a a hell of an event. Power rank the prospects you saw at the Under Armour in order from one to five of most likely to commit to Ole Miss in the future. Probably put Chris Davis barely edging out Jamonte Waller at number one multiple staffers are recruiting him. They've been recruiting him for over a year now. Um, you know, obviously was splitting carries with Dante Dowdle a year ago at Picayune. Now he's the the number one guy. Um, I think that Derek Nix, Kevin Smith, Kelvin Bolden, they're going to do everything they can to keep him in state. I think he should receive some kind of bump if it doesn't happen soon. I think it eventually will. I think he's that good. Uh, right there behind him, Jamonte Waller. Um, he was a hot commodity. There were national guys talking to him um, after I got through talking with him. Um, without him saying it was a top schools list or a top three, I think right now it's Ole Miss, Alabama, and South Carolina. Um, Alabama's really going to try, but I think this is where Pete Golding coming over to Ole Miss is going to help them a lot. Um, he talks a lot about his relationship with Pete Golding and how much um, – just the consistency of how much they talk to him and the effort they put in when they talk to him. And I think he is kind of one of those, um, you know, Centurion Perkins guys where they take pride in, in being from Mississippi and playing for Mississippi. So um, I think Ole Miss is in the lead there and they've got a really good shot. After that, it, it does get kind of in the weeds with, with who I think that they have a good shot at. Oh, okay. Um, I did talk to Braylon Burnside. I think, um, I think Ole Miss is in the lead there, and they have a really good shot at him. Um, I, I think that Ole Miss is gonna is gonna uh, 
you know, have another hit in Starkville. And I, I do think that they have a, a really good shot at, at landing him. Um, and I think uh, Tristan Jernigan after that, he really lit up when talking about Pete Golding and how much um, – one thing that I will say, it's a nice change of pace because you do these interviews – you know, back to back to back to back. And you get a lot of the same answers of, oh, you know, it feels like home and, you know, they treat me like family, but I will say I've heard a, a the same answer, but it's a new answer that um is interesting. But they say that like Pete Golding, Randall Joyner, uh, Dane Stevens. Um, I had a lot of prospects tell me that they talk more about life and non-football related stuff. Whereas like they, they say like you can tell that they're wanting to get to know me as a person first, and then we talk about football stuff later. Um, and I think that that resonates. It definitely depends on the on on the actual prospect and if that's something that they, you know, actually care about. Um, but I didn't think that stood out to me with several guys mentioning that where it was like, hey, like it's it's when they want to get down to business, they do. Um, but a lot of times, you know, I had someone mention you know talking about randall joiner like oh he's he's kind of a father figure to me like he he treats me like like he's a parent and i'm like his kid um we're you know just talking about constant communication and checking in it's not always like hey man when you come when are you going to get down for a visit or you know how are your workouts today it was more of like you know hey how's your you know how's your school work going you know how's your mom how's your dad you know blah 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 so I think that was something that stood out to me where it wasn't the same canned answer about family and home and, you know, talking about, you know, what scheme they like you in. Um, so, yeah, I guess right there, I'd say Chris Davis, Jamonte Waller, Braylon Burnside, Tristan Jernigan. The last one, I would say he's a 25 guy, but I put Jarkobi Hobson in there. I think uh, they know just how good he can be. Um, I think he's got a lot of Suntarian Perkins in him. He said last year at the event, he competed in the secondary. This year, he was competing with the linebackers. I joked with him, like, are you just going to keep getting bigger and, and do D-line next year? Um, but I think he's going to grow into someone that's similar in, in size to a Suntarian Perkins and could be that Jack linebacker that Pete Golding likes to to have in his defense to make plays. Um, so I think that that's probably the guy to wrap, wrap up that top five. Give me the yeah. basketball coaches. Like most likely, or who are my top five? No, most likely. One to five. Probably number one, I would put Steve Forbes. Two. That's go, rich, though. Ooh. I'd go Will Wade. Ooh. Three, I'd go Chris Holtman. That'd have been my five and four, respectively. Four, I'd say Dusty May. I guess five, maybe Ryan Odom. I don't think it's going to get that far down the line. Chris Holtman, Chris Beard, Chris Mack, Will Wade, Steve Forbes. So you think Chris Mack is actually in it? I do. And you include Chris Beard. I still don't think Keith Carter is going to go there. I just don't think he can. Not even from a moral standpoint. I just think it's risky. It's worth the risk. You're almost basketball. Like I told you, it's the it's the little Giants meme. Thought you wanted to win, but yeah, not like that. All right. Or it could be, or Ole Miss basketball could be like the little Giants meme. 
Um, giants, giants, help us, God. All right, we're going to have more uh, when we get it on the coaching search for Ole Miss. More recruiting, a lot more coming. Uh, we've got some spring uh, position previews. we got some spring storyline previews coming out. Uh, I got one out today on uh, the early enrollees and who I think will be uh, potential impact players. So stay locked in, omspirit.com. Follow us on Twitter, Zach underscore Barry, at Spirit Ben. We've got it all covered for you until uh, we talk again. Ben, it was a pleasure. You do sound like you've had a really traumatic experience at a comfort inn over the weekend. So I hope that you can recover, man. I feel for you. I'm worried about you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to the clinic and get this cough checked out. Hopefully, I don't have. I bet you that cough is from that chair coke. Could be. I'm saying. All right. The spirit, spirit.com to fill it up on three. All right. Until next time, we out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.